Welcome back to the Slutpreneur Podcast. You're listening to two sluts who like to make money. I'm Anna D, the professional goddess, here to give you a sneak peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl and stripper, viral TikToker, and top performing OnlyFans creator. I share the ups and downs of running my multi-million dollar businesses and the fucked up road to riches. And I'm Liz, the other brain behind the professional goddess and the bitch that keeps shit running. Get ready to hear about all the behind the scene moments at the mothership, what it's really like to work with the professional goddess, and just exactly how we turn out viral content that leaves you throbbing. So come take a peek inside our pleasure chest of everything sexy, slutty, and business for our hustle and honeys. So whether you're a beginner slut or a retired hoe, or just a bad bitch here for the tea, we've got something for you. And after a decade of experience creating a female-ran empire, and all the lessons learned climbing up the corporate ladder, we welcome you on our journey to the slutty path to success. So grab your notes, put on your crown, and And let's let's get get down down to fucking fucking business. Welcome to the show, Layla London. It's a pleasure to have you on the Sludgepreneur Podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be on the Sludgepreneur Podcast. As I was just mentioning before we started, I stumbled across your podcast several years ago. And this was before I was starting to, you know, I just had my show with just me and nobody else. And I wasn't doing any any interviews, but I had it in my mind. I was like, I'm going to talk to her one day. There you go. We love manifesting things. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we did. We ma- There we go. <laughs> so we, I took a little look at your website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and I'd love to reiterate how you explain yourself. Sure. So I'll just give everybody a little bit of my background. It was about, so about six years ago, I hit a point where I had not had sex for three and a half years. I was just very business minded, but you know, entrepreneur, very focused, very driven. And I kind of poked my head up one day and said, what the fuck am I doing? This is ridiculous. I'm wasting the pretty. I need to raise this Titanic basically. Cause there was just no prospects, no suitors, not, nobody in sight, you know? And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I very quickly kind of attacked it the same way I would any business problem where I was like, I need a plan. I got to work my plan. I made a sex bucket list. I decided, you know, this is going to help me decide where I want to go, where I'm steering the ship. What do I want to accomplish? And it's going to give me a way to measure and, you know, make sure I'm on the right path. So I made that list and I set out for that first year, like, okay, the intention was I'm going to, I'm just going to cross these things off my list. And I'm going to document all of this, of course, through podcasting just for myself. I was very curious about who, where I started and who I'd be at the end of it. And, you know, after trying all these things and really just kind of letting myself go and be open with it. So documenting it for me was important. And I thought, well, why not share it with everyone else too, if they're interested? And at the end of the year, you know, because I'm staying anonymous, I will just shut this down. It'll, that'll be that. And I'll have my fun little secret, you know, that I get to take with me and I'll return to my vanilla life as I know it. Well, that didn't happen. So <laughs> here I am six years later, still podcasting, you know, about kind of my sex life, sex in general and everything in between. So how old were you when you started the sex bucket list? Well, I try to keep any sort of real personal details about my, you know, like pinpointing things so that Mm -hmm. I can stay anonymous in case somebody stumbles and they think they know me. But I was in my uh, 40s when I started. So would you call yourself a late bloomer? Oh, that's a good question. Would I call myself a late bloomer? I mean, I think I've always maybe in the maybe late blooming in the sense of putting my focus and effort and energy on my sexuality. Well said. Don't we don't we all? <laughs> I've always been adventurous. I you know, I've always been that, you know, just like it's totally up my lane. Like I would have thought before all this like no, I wouldn't do that, but now when I look back I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that's just, you know, this is just me in my lane. Like you can apply at a bunch of different topics to this and I'll attack it the same way. So I'm a little curious. Looking looking on the site It says, after three and a half years of a self-imposed dry spell, I woke up one day and said, what the heck am I doing to myself? Was it literally just you woke up one day and was like, "Mm, we got to switch things up? Was it, 
Had it been building up? What was finally that that light switch of, okay, it's time to make a change? Yeah. So they say the straw that broke the camel's back. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I know, really. It, it was funny because it really was like a lightning bolt moment. Like, I don't know. It, I mean, I remember succinctly in that moment in front of the bathroom mirror, like, what are you doing? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, you are wasting all this and somebody needs to get the benefit of it. And, you know, why are you, why are you totally denying that side of yourself? Like, you know, like you're not a, a sexual being and that sex isn't important. It is. And let's, you know, let's kind of reframe this and start looking at it differently. Was it your entrepreneurial <laughs> mind that said, okay, let me build a three-step program, how I'm going to attack this feeling. Because it's, I think for a lot of women, we all have those feelings and thoughts or dreams about a lot of things and they tell us in the mirror and then they don't go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I just, I think I just like uh, got an episode title there, Conversations I've Had with Myself in the Mirror. <laughs> yes. I love that. I, you know, I think it's the, I don't know that it's strictly to women. I think it's the human experience. I think that a lot of people, you know, we have we have all these creative ideas and things that inspire us and spark interest and things we'd like to pursue. And for me, I think the difference is I just learned a long time ago, like when I had a good idea, I would just latch onto it, you know, and business, you know, I was really like a pit bull in panties, you know, just I, once I had something, something get stuck in my head, you know, I was going to do it. And I just think, I think that's what's lacking. I think people have the imagination, they have the wants and desires, and then they just don't know how to take, what's that next step? Like, how do I do this? Well, and I, I totally agree. I, I feel, I say this a lot. There's thinkers and there's doers, like there's beautiful creative people who have the best ideas. And yes. at the end of the day, who's going to propel them to happen. And I think the best entrepreneurs are thinkers and doers. They have that magic combo to do both because we yeah. all have those friends around us that are like, Ooh, here's a great idea. Put this on a t-shirt. And I'm like, do you know a, the time it's going to take me to do this? I don't have, you got to research the market budget and you know, so it's, I, I admire that about you. And I, I think it's really cool that that's marinated in you. And then you turned it, it's almost like the beauty and the breakdown or yes. found, found the power with, within that moment. And it's, it's amazing to hear that six years later, you're here after that moment. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. As far as podcasting goes, did you, what made your, like podcasting isn't just an easy, you can do it you know, from, I mean, you kind of can't do it from scratch, but still it, it takes a type of person to figure out the, the electrical and <laughs> how to set it up, how yeah. to be that voice the behind platform, the mic, everything. So did you have experience with that? What was kind of your tech behind before this? Zero tech, zero, less than zero tech. I, that, you know, that's the thing I think people don't realize you can, I mean, anybody can do a podcast. If I could, you know, if I could start one, you know, anybody can do it. It's really kind of that easy. If you have a laptop or even your phone, I guess, you know, you can do a voice memo and, and publish that. When you listen to, you know, season one, it's, there's, I've now since added an intro and outro to it, but I mean, initially there was no intro, no outro. Mm -hmm. There was no editing at all. I would just sit down at my laptop and record with my, you know, laptop speakers and, and publish. And it just, and it wasn't even, I mean, because I didn't know where in the beginning, it was really more for me and capturing and memorializing this adventure. And again, I was really super curious about who am I going to be at the end of this? Cause I'm really kind of putting some things on here that on my, on this bucket list that are out of my comfort zone. And this is the big unknown. So it was just, you know, like I said, there, I wasn't really concerned with the technical aspect. And so, you know, that's kind of a good point. I want to point out to people if they're, you know, thinking about starting a podcast, and they want to start a podcast, you know, everybody worries about all the minute details and a lot of things that stop people from moving forward when with really with any kind of business idea is they just get stuck in the minutia of all the little things. And this has to be perfect. And that has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just put out that imperfect product and move forward. The important thing is just to take the action and keep doing it. And then, you know, we're Wor or worry about mastering your craft as you go. No, that's fair. And even I've got your podcast pulled up right now. And you're 268 episodes, I believe, into your podcast. And I, from the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like that's where you imagined it going at all. No, 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 I did not. It wasn't, like I said, the, it was not supposed to turn into a podcast that went 
went for this long. Plus, I originally didn't think, you know, when people were saying, oh, would you keep it going? Please keep it going. Because I was saying it's going to be done at the end of a year. I guess my big pushback was this format that I've set up isn't designed to sustain itself over the long haul. That's a good point. And right, because it was it was really just about initially about me and the things I was doing. And as much as I enjoy and love sex, like, you know, I can't, I can't just go out there and sleep with people to make content. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, and that's funny. Cause even for me, when it comes to sustainability on the show, I felt like I had to dive deeper into sex work to bring more shock value and content to my podcast. Yeah. And then in the last you know, year when I haven't felt so sexy, I'm like, now it's turning into a mental health crisis podcast. <laughs> Well, it's, you know what? It's allowed to evolve. Exactly. I think that's the thing. And so, you know, to your point, that's what I had to let it do. I had to say, you know, at some point I kind of realized that as I preach about sex, you know, that it, it's like everything in your life that changes, grows and evolves. This is no, you know, this show will, will be no different and I'm just going to go with it. And the fact that one of the interesting components about the show is that people don't know what I look like. They don't know who I am. And in a world where most shows are really highly produced and published on, you know, the the host's images, and especially like if you're a woman, you know, and putting up sexy stuff through social media and really kind of sexualizing yourself and using yourself as part of the marketing. Mm-hmm. I've completely, you know, that's the normal kind of route and there's nothing wrong with that, but I've been able to just go completely the other way and the content stands on its own, which, you know, after six years, I think I'm probably, that's what I'm probably the most proud of is that this, the content itself is what people tune in for, not what I look like. Not that I'm bad. I'm not saying I'm bad looking. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's definitely a, a desire when things are a bit more anonymous mm-hmm. and I want to sound professional and say the word an- anonymity. <laughs> anonymity. Anonymity. Yeah. Do you ever fear for your and? En- and none knitted to me. <laughs> oh my god! I have you ever have you ever had any issues or instances where that has been compromised or came close to being compromised? See, this is why Liz is here because I am five years old. That's fine. Yes, I've had just a few instances, more like with I'm sure you guys have experienced this. You know, with just stalkers, just weirdos. You know, they love you even more because you're anonymous. You know, they're like, right. let me find you. Right. <laughs> I know. No, I've had some weird, weird creepers. And then, then people who actually, this is, here's a, here's something I haven't even told on my podcast yet. I'll give you, I'll give you like a juicy detail. Give us the tea. This is like an exclusive here, a scoop. You're scooping this. All right. (laughs) You're stirring the tea. I love it. (laughs) Somebody said, is anybody from the South? Can you clutch your pearls, please? I'll clutch my pearls, girl. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I met with a guy and I just doing my normal, like meeting someone like to see if there's any chemistry there, that kind Wait, of thing. Is it like Tinder day or Instagram find? Basically, you know, just this, the social. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I meet with this guy and we're sitting there talking and then he starts telling me that he was messaging me on one of my social media platforms. And I was like, and I knew instantly who it was because like he'd pop on there and I'd be like, uh, you know, and I just be, I'm always very, I'm always very friendly, but, but kind of short with people, you know? And, um, and so he had been trying to sort of get my attention that way. And then I guess when that didn't work, he sort of reverse engineered it somehow found me, you know, another way. And then, and I'm sitting there with him and there was something about it that felt creepy. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's fair. Cause we all, we all love a, a fan at its base. Right. But then when it goes past it or past the point where they're, they're being respectful of your boundaries, they're giving yeah. you like, yes, even if you share things online, that does not entitle someone to you. Even though I feel like a lot of people like, blur that line when they're trying to interact with someone that they follow on socials or whatnot, but right. the, no fun. Yes. And I understand, you know, it's a fine line, right? Because I put a lot of myself right into the podcast. I speak very openly and honestly, and people over the years, you know, if they followed me through this whole journey, you know, r- relationships, people coming in and out, you know, guys that, you know, I'm dating come on the podcast, you know, just all this stuff. Like it's just, it's, it's been this big section of my life that's very raw and vulnerable. And, um, and so people feel like they know you and on some levels, they really do know me. They know this Mm -hmm. part of me that a lot of my 
close circle doesn't know, you know, because I haven't even told there's a lot of my friends that don't know. Well, and it's it's like a diary. And I feel the exact same way when I'm just yeah. talking to myself on the mic. You don't see the hundreds of thousand people who yeah. are blindly listening. So yeah, there's, yeah. there's a beauty in that. And then there's a responsibility in that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the same way. Like if, if my aunt will text me, like, just listen to your last episode. And I'm like, no, why did you do that? <laughs> Because it's my safe space. And it's what if we all had a space like that where we had no fear or judgment from our peers and our family? Yeah. Because just like your show, you found so much beauty and learning a growth about about who I am through leading with the sexual aspect. It's so strange because you think like, oh, that's all you're going to learn from it. It's not like you just learn so much about yourself. So before we get into the the healthier side of all this. Okay. You want to stick to the raunch first? I want the fucking raunch. I want to know what the bucket list was. And there's a reason people keep coming back to you. Yeah. So. What's, what's your favorite pieces on that bucket list? Yeah, for? What's your favorite position? <laughs> My fa- I know that's, that's like I get that question all the time. I don't really, you know, it's it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's more the position; it's more just like the atmosphere and the feeling and like who I'm with and what we're creating. Because you know, I mean, some of this is like I've had some of the just the hottest sex of my life, hands down. But I think the probably you know off that first year bucket list, let's say probably the biggest thing that I changed my life, like rocked my world, was what, anal. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's you, Anna. Sorry, no. can't help myself. No, no, I, I wasn't new to anal when I started all this, so I'm experienced queen. That has to be accompanied by something else. Like I, some women, I guess, just like straight anal. I'm not like, that's not my thing. I like, I love anal, but I got to have some other stimulation going on. I can't just have an orgasm from just from anal sex. So, so what is your, well, also what's your sign and what is your sexual orientation? I'm an Aries and um, I'm just, I guess I can heterosexual um, or het- what, 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 hetero, I, I'm working towards being hetero flexible. How about that? Ooh, flexy. The one thing that still escaped me girls is the, is a threesome. And I am, I am bound and determined that this year I'm taking it off it, of all the crazy shit I've done. Like it's, it's so strange that that's the one thing that still lingers Hey, it's especially depending on the zip code, it's a lot harder to find a scenario where it's consensual and planned versus something that is just spontaneous and happens. Like, hold on, hold on. How does that spontaneously happen? Because if it, it, you know, like, give me some clues here. Like, Well, I got three episodes about when in in my younger, younger days, it seemed all, you know, the girls around me were a little more sexual explorative. And Mm -hmm. I had a strong, confident man in my life where I think the women around me felt safe to um, indulge on that experience in a comfortable environment, which I absolutely would too. So I think I got lucky in that aspect. But as we got older and as we moved, I was like, oh, this isn't something you take a girl to the bar, you meet on Tinder, like you actually have to be like, hey, this is what I'm into. If this were to unfold, like what are you comfortable with? That's obviously something you should say when you are you know, 18, 19, but you're also like, I need to do what the world expects of me sexually. And if I don't have a threesome, I'm a sexual failure. Sometimes at least that was me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't feel like I'm a sexual failure, but I just like, I just am curious about it. I'm more interested the, for, for the first encounter. I'm more interested in the male, female, male. Okay. So a male and a female or two, two males? Two males. Two males. Mm, Tasty. All the attention. All the attention on me. Yes. Princess needs her attention. See, I'm like all invested in this now. I'm like, let's make a Craigslist ad where two construction workers just come to your door. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Take me away. I mean, that seems pretty easy, but not safe at all. (laughs) Um, We like to be safe here. Thank you. I know. I know. Yeah. I don't know if I could do Craigslist. I think I think Reddit is like the new Craigslist, actually. But and do you know, there's like this is quite popular. I I stumbled on it the other day, just kind of doing doing research, you know, for not I don't know. I was researching just for my show and sh- show ideas and things like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like people are totally hooking up on Reddit. I'm, I didn't even know this. Like, who That's knew? Crazy. <laughs> I have no idea. Reddit's a a big big magical land. Wide open. It is. Have you guys? Do you guys do use Reddit or get on there in any way? 
We should more yes. than we do. We should utilize it for sex work promotion. It's just, again, another blurry line with all social platforms. It is. All right. One thing we did want to make sure we hit back on is hearing some of those bucket list items. That's right. Yes, bucket list. Okay, so... The first year's bucket list, it was like, I wanted to go to, um, I wanted to go to some sex parties. I wanted to um, start, you know, get in, just experience some BDSM. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That changed my life. Life changer. Hello. Rock my world. And then uh, squirting. I wanted to learn how to squirt. Ooh, that's a great bucket list. There was a few other things, but those were kind of like, those were, I think those were the things that led me in the most fun directions. So yeah, the sex parties, the squirting, the BDSM. How many sex parties did you go to in your first year when it was still the the thought process of you were just going to like take a year, how many did you end up going to? Uh, just a couple. I mean, I did, you know, I, I went to two and uh, the first one was, n- was not what I expected. And was it like more intense than you expected or what, I guess what going into it was different for your first experience at one? I had this preconceived idea. Well, part, part of it was the, the guy that I was with, you know, he's like, okay, I found this party and it's, you know, the way he was describing it, it's like, you know, it's this masquerade ball type scenario. And, you know, we all have to be masked and, you know, dress nice. And, and I'm just imagining, you know, I'm imagining like eyes wide shut, all these beautiful people, super sexy, you know, in this gorgeous location where you roll up and it's just like, it's on, you know, like (laughs) everything is just dripping sweat and eroticism. And, you know, and I really had like all these ideas. So we, 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 I'm just all excited and we get there and we roll up, we're in the suburbs and we're at this family's house and they've literally Mm. like, it's a takeover of their home and every room is like designated for something different, you know, and even like their kids' bunk beds are like covered in plastic. No. Don't, don't, don't. See, I thought you were going to say, well, we went down into their basement and they had a dungeon. No, it was, they, they even took the kids' rooms over. Those Co- poor wait, things. Did you say covered in plastic? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. And, okay. That wasn't the most shocking thing to me. The worst part was that I had a buffet with bubbling chili, like, Whoa, like that's, that's dangerous. <laughs> like a cauldron of chili. And I'm thinking, and and cocktail wieners. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who is going to eat this food and have sex? Ooh. That is so counterintuitive. What? I don't get it. Yeah, that doesn't sound... I'm sorry that was your first experience. Well, I, it's it's true. We think masquerade and then we get there and it's like a, a crusty kid's room. And it was normal. And it was just... And here's the thing. It was really actually a blessing, right? Because it was really a... Um, just it's was everybody from all walks of life, normal, average people. And, mm-hmm. and at first I was kind of like, oh, you know, I was a little in my head about it, maybe a little in my, on my high horse. But then as I, as I started walking around and, you know, just looking at all the different things and kind of getting into the voyeurism aspect, which I didn't know would be such a turn on. Ooh. And then that, so that's why I always say like, this is why it's so fun to explore your sexuality. You go for thinking one thing is going to be what, get you hot. And then it's totally something else that you never knew. It wasn't even on your radar. So you learn. So, so that sparked a whole nother interest. But, but the point was when I went there, I, you know, I finally lightened up and I got into it and I'm just like, you know what? Sex is for everybody. It is for everybody. And, and I'm like, these people are out there, they're exploring, they're doing, you know, they're, they're doing it good for them. And, and I just got into the, you know, I got into it. I finally kind of was like, ah, okay. What I thought it was fun. What was your first experience at that house and was was safety acknowledged like pre-party or yes. were people pretty like- they were, No, they were very good about – that's another thing. I find that people in these communities are very respectful. There's very clear rules and boundaries and you know anything that's – everything requires consent. You don't just walk up and touch somebody. You know, and everybody's very respectful. So I haven't had any bad experiences that way. And, and and I just feel like, you know, people like they know what they're there for and they just, rep- they approach it with a healthy level of communication. Well, hey, there might be threesome opportunity at a party like that. That well, So, okay. That's what I kind of initially thought. And I was there with, you know, I was there with uh, my partner at the time and, uh-huh. you know, you know, we're like, okay, let's, you know, let's see if we can maybe pick up a third or whatever. And, or, or another couple. And, uh, where my stumbling block so far, and it still kind of remains the same, is 
is finding a couple that I'm equally attracted to. Cause I don't consider myself, you know, like let's say if it's a male and a female, I don't consider myself bisexual, but I'm certainly curious and wouldn't mind having the experience, but I don't like look at a woman and go, Oh my God, this, she's so hot. I'm, you know, like I, I, I'm getting turned on and aroused. I'm sure I could put myself in that situation and go there. And I know after having enough experiences that again, a lot of times you don't, you have no idea, you know, you think, I don't think this is really going to do it for me. And then it's like, turns out to be the best thing since, you know, life spread. So I'm open-minded enough, but I need to, I I want both the people to be sexy and I have a hard time finding that. (laughs) Like either she's really hot and he's not, or he's really hot and she's not. Hey, if it's strictly about pleasure, I think that's an important thing for for sure. And and it goes vice versa. So, you know, sometimes it's not about appearance and it's strictly about the feeling, you know, but a lot of different minds need different um, visual stimulation. So that makes perfect sense. Yes. Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahem. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahem's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies. Infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs whether you prefer a subtle two milligram dose or a bolder 50 milligram kick via has your back from improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery there's a gummy for every occasion and the cherry on top you can easily browse and shop their collection online categorized by strength and effect and here's the best part darling via ships discreetly to all 50 states right to your doorstep no medical card needed so go ahead indulge in a little self-care spree with via hemp because you deserve nothing but the best goddess head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp v-i-i-a-h-e-m-p.com and use code goddess at checkout please support our show and tell them we sent you take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from viahemp now back to the show so what did you indulge in at the party? Well, so I didn't indulge in anybody else because I didn't, other than my partner. And okay. what was what was fun was basically uh, we went into this room where people were having just sex together with their partners. It wasn't like the orgy room where everyone was just rolling all over, touching hands, things everywhere. Mm-hmm. This was just where partners were coupled off. And so I kind of thought, you know what? I don't want to... I don't think I want to have sex and have people watch, but I was like, I'm going to give you the best damn blowjob of your life and I'm going to let people watch. And that's when I realized I liked being watched. I get turned on by it. It was very hot and it was, it felt safe, I guess, because Mm -hmm. it's just really he and I, like knowing that other people were watching that and being turned on by that and wishing that they were him, like that really, that did it for me. I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) I could hear what they were saying. You know, I could hear what they're saying in the background and like, you know, you hear all the, the, just the whispers and people are, you know, like they get close, you know, and it just, there was something about it that was so hot. Oh my God. How close. Seriously, like they're hoping that you tap them in. I mean, they're they're like, here's my shoulder next to you. They're lining up, just waiting in line. (laughs) They're like, pick me, pick me, you know. So where where did he come? In my mouth. Lovely. Yes. Love it. That's a great experience. I'm proud of you. I can't wait to get there. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, our little town, there's probably one like swingers place that's in a back alley. So we're... Oh, might need well, you to go gotta, to New York. Or you yeah, you do. Just you got to go somewhere. Yeah, go somewhere else. And you know, a lot. It's fun. A lot of the stuff I've done, not even locally. I just 
traveling a lot and was traveling a lot and with certain partners and things like that. And it was fun where you'd go somewhere and you're like, okay, you know, let's, let's find a swingers club. Let's get registered and go. I mean, a lot of these places you have to, you don't just show up, like you have to be, they vet you first. So I really recommend, yeah, go to, you know, if you're going to do that, make sure that they, that there's a vetting process and they're not just letting anybody in. Well said. My kinky cannabis queens, come get your freak on and shop the first adult head shop on the internet. Thehornystoner.com offers the glassware of your dreams. From beginner vibrators to expert anal trainers, enhance your self-pleasure journey. Are you a pothead princess? Wrap yourself in luxury with the gold rolling papers, vintage ashtrays, and stash jars fit for a queen. Make your pussy proud and support your local dildo dealer at thehornystoner.com. Now back to the show. So now that you're several years into your journey, you've made sure that this is something that you're continuing to explore, you're continuing to indulge in and allow yourself to evolve in. How do you keep sex as a priority in your life and keep this journey as like a a main staple thing that you continue to evolve in? You continue to make sure you're putting an emphasis on because so many of us as well, like we get so caught up in life that it's hard to always prioritize sex. But how do you keep it as a priority in your life now? Yes. Honestly, things rotating through the bucket list is probably the number one driver. Wait, um, wait, wait. Is the bucket list like a poster on the wall? <laughs> like a dry erase board? It could be. You could write it on your whiteboard. You could put it wherever you want. I mean, honestly, mine's just typed out on my computer, you know, it's, but it keeps me focused on, you know, what I really want to explore certain aspects. I Now that, you know, now that I've done a lot of just actual physical acts that I'd never done before. Now it's more kind of, I get finite about it. You know, like I'll do masturbation challenges. What is that? How many times you can come? So I did March Masturbation Madness Month, which I do that every year. It's kind of like this interesting reset where I have to masturbate every day for 30 days. And wait, that's me all year. (laughs) (laughs) I am masturbation. We're masturbation Uh, insert year. Masturbation (laughs) insert year. Yeah. See, my marathon is like how many times I can in a row, which my pussy's like, bitch, bury me in the ground. (laughs) Well, see, now that's the thing. You, a lot of people don't spend time exploring on their own and understanding how their own bodies work. And therefore they cannot tell a partner what to do, or they can't, they, they, they don't even know like secretly what to do to themselves when they're with a partner to make sure they're getting off because they just don't take the time to explore. I'm with you. Like I can literally rip them, you know, like they just like they start and there's, and I know the different, there's so many different kinds of orgasm. The qualities of orgasm is different and there's different ways and just different forms of stimulation that derive these. So basically when I go to, you know, when I'm involved with somebody sexually, like I'm ready, I'm a fucking Ferrari, you know, like I can, vroom, 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 vroom. I, I can step on the gas, I can go slow. I can, you know, there's just a lot of ways that, you know, I can derive a lot of pleasure from being with someone. And so, so with the squirting, was that something that like you watched a YouTube video, how to do? Uh, <laughs> No, that's a really interesting story. So when I, you know, when I, the the fun thing about this X bucket list is it's great. It's a great conversation starter, right? So I would, you know, as I was meeting guys, I would say, this is what I'm doing. You know, like this is my year. This is what I'm doing. Is there anything on this list you're good at? Do you want to help me with this? Or anything you want to explore? That's hot. I love that. Right. And so it like, this is like, it breaks the ice, you know, because a lot of people have a hard time even talking about this Uh stuff. But if you have a sex bucket list, makes it fun and playful non-threatening. Anyway, so I you know, met this guy and he said, oh yeah, you know, it was very just nonchalant about it. Cause I just thought this was like the Holy grail. Like who's going to make me squirt? How's this going to happen? And he's like, oh yeah, I can do that. And, and I was just kind of like, oh yeah. Challenge <laughs> accepted. I know really seriously. I'm like, give it to me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, stop up then. Let's see what you got. You know, like really, you know, my body better than me. No shit, girls. He knew my body better than me. I mean, he, there was yes. a, what's his number? <laughs> there was not a dry spot on the bed when oh, that guy was done with me. And I was beautiful. just like, holy shit. I, and then when we were done, you know, he's like, oh, um, you know, I, I needed to get out of there. I had to process like what just happened. This guy just 
African rock my world. What just happened? And, and he's, you know, I'm, I'm pulling up my pants. My legs are still shaking from all the orgasms. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm like, okay, I gotta go. You know? And he said, no, you can stay. You can stay. And I'm like, no, no, I needed to get in my car and like process. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so you left him with the cleanup. Yeah. I left him with, with uh, to sleep in the, I'm like, I don't even know where that we would sleep. There's no dry spot. So I, got out of there, went home and we ended up uh, seeing each other for three and a half years. So. Oh, wow. So you guys just figure out that little, would you, do you remember any like thing, things particular that he did that kind of evoked the squirting? Well, yes. I mean, there's definitely, he just knew how to do it. You, he knew where, where my G spot was. He knew how much pressure he just got right in there. He had great big hands, wonderful (laughs) hands. And from what I've read, like really pushing out and just falling into the feeling of your body wanting to eject something instead of because you think you're going to, you think you're going to pee. And so like, naturally you want to like hold that. You're like, Oh no, it kind of feels like that, you know, at first, like the pressure is building up, you know, and you're like, Oh my God, what's happening? I'll just let it go. He was too, he was too in control. I couldn't stop it. Yeah. I love that. Squirt everywhere. I like to say I'm like Niagara Falls once I get started. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm a squirter. Do you Big have time. a bucket for the squirt? Uh, I would need more than a bucket. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. Really? Oh, my gosh. Wow. No, I'm pretty – I mean, I, I guess I would too now that you mention it because, I mean, really, there's just a lot – there's a lot that came out. I was just, I was shocked. You know, I was, I was joking. I made a, I do these like viral sign videos. They're not videos, pictures inspired by, I think it's at guy with sign. He's in New York and he just puts like, look what at, is okay, it? Guy with sign? Guy with sign. So I do a little parody that's more sexual. So sure. one time I did one that's like squirt is not pee. And yeah. we did some little research behind it and came that there's obviously like a little mixture of it, but there's definitely some sexual fluids that are coming yeah. in there. Yeah. I know. I've I've researched that too. There's a there it's widely debated, mm-hmm. but I can tell you I know what pee is and I know what pee smells like and this is not pee coming out of me. You know, I'm not peeing all over. Yeah, like it, it smells like water. It's just watery. Yeah, it's very watery and it's interesting. Yeah. It is. It, it did spark a debate because based on the doctor it can kind of bl- the lines blur with the exact substance. Yeah, I think in, in my opinion, I think the most important part of the conversation around squirting is the concept of like normalizing it because it's something your body does. Like a lot of people kind of like we touched on a minute ago, like especially when it's your first time about to squirt, like your mind just equates it to, oh, I'm about to piss all over myself. Like right. I don't need to do this when that's, that's not what's happening. And like, yeah. yes, it's a little more messy, but girl, you shaken at the end of it. So it's worth yeah. it. Now I do it. You know, I can do it with certain partners. And so I really like this introductory conversation of introducing the bucket list to a potential partner, how you said it breaks the ice. And when we talk about prioritizing sex, I think in a way that does prioritize it because you are handing them the, this is what's important to me right when you meet. These are my intentions and is, and, and, and it's fun. And do you want to come along for this journey? You know? I would love just the the handing them the bucket list to then see how they react of like, which way are they going to take it? Because clearly, you know, they've got probably some either like little hidden kink or a little hidden thing that they're good yeah, at. Like so just seeing yours. how they navigate it. I mean, to say yeah, for, with guys, they're easy. I mean, they love it. Like I've never had a guy go, oh no. You know, everybody's like, yeah. You know, like, so it's, 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 the guys aren't the holdout. We could almost do like pull a straw and this will be what we're doing next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a constant rotation. Yeah. Plus it just, you know, it's something that you do that's fun together and, you know, you're growing together and you're having this experience and it just, it, it bonds you. I mean, it really, and it cuts through the bullshit, you know, I mean, I find it for people that if they have a hard time communicating and stuff, like this is just going to kind of get, you know, get over that. Like, let's just get right to it. Here it is. And you get to move forward from there. So do you think you'll fall into a relationship because of what, what's happening sexually? Do you, because a lot of the times, like you find something when you're not looking, do you think you like, what's your, your goal with this? That's happened along the way. I've had relationships. They've just been open. Nice. Okay. So is that a concrete decision or is that willing to kind of sway with how your life sways? 
Yeah, I don't, you know, it's, it's funny. I always considered myself a very monogamous person. And when I started all this, and that's all I'd ever really done. You know, if you're with someone, you're with someone. And if you're not, and you're dating, you're dating, you know, it was kind of like two camps. Now, you know, I just, I'm way more open to what what's right for me and this other person. And what are the circumstances? And it's been fun, because wanting to do this, especially when I first started, I, I knew it was going to be hard to tackle all of this stuff with one person. So it had to be, you know, multiple partners. And from that, then very strong bonds and deep loves, uh, you know, formed. And, um, you know, and so then I was in partnerships with people, but it was just open, you know, it was like, we just agreed that, hey, you know, we're gonna have an open relationship. Do you have any other thoughts about making your sexual wellness such a a priority? I just, I, I guess I just want to emphasize to people that, you know, it's one of those, I, I'd love if, if I could help people kind of just shift the, their thoughts about it a little bit and sort of reframe it and put it, you know, put it in the proper context. If you, you know, if you think about everything in your life, you know, like where you were 10 years ago or 15 years ago, or, you know, everything's growing, evolving and changing. And to think that, you know, your sex life isn't going to do that too is, is, unrealistic. So you should stay playful. You should stay curious with it and, and know, and also don't downplay how important it is to us as human beings, how much we need it. And using like, you know, a a simple little tool, like a sex bucket list can help you keep it growing and fresh and not stale. Because, you know, when we get in a rut and we just repeat the same thing over and over again, you know, it's not as fun. And if we can find a way to just keep learning different things about ourselves through the aspect of, of our sexuality, it always keeps it fun and fresh and exciting and something that we, that doesn't feel like a chore to prioritize. It's just something we want to do. What are your thoughts about sex workers? And would you ever potentially see yourself monetizing on, or here's a better question. Would you call I don't know if this makes sense. Like being a sex positive podcast, that wouldn't make you a sex worker necessarily. But do you ever see yourself ever pivoting that way? Or what kind of thoughts do you have about monetizing your body? I don't know. I I didn't approach it from that angle. And I don't see myself ever really going down that road only because I haven't, you know, it's just not part of what fits with the show. Now that being said, just if you're looking at it from, you know, uh, the way people are building their business and building their brands, if that's your business and that's your brand right on, you know, like, yes, be, you know, be smart about it and, and use every tool that you got. I just, for, you know, for me, it's not something I need to tap into. And it's, it's like, it's been really interesting that it's been quite the opposite that I've been able to do this without showing what I look like. And leveraging that, you know, because I could leverage it. Right. Especially on with the anonymous, like OnlyFans models. Yeah. I just, it's just, it's just something I kind of feel like I want the content to stand on its own. With staying anonymous, is that even including like the profile picture on the Instagram for the podcast? Is that a, is that you? Is that a friend? Is that some stock photo. No, that's me. That's me. Okay. But but I have my face, but here's the thing. I've as, as I've done this long enough, mm-hmm. you see that it's partially obscured. Now, I don't think you I think I don't believe if you saw me walk by you, you would go, "Oh, there's Layla." Right. That's fair. You give them a little taste of authenticity. Yes, I I love to push the boundary. Like, I'll get right on that line and ride it, but I won't go over it. So that's, that's the closest little teaser, you know, like that people are really going to get. Well, and that's, that's being on brand too. And I think that's a great conscious note with the brand and with being an entrepreneur through all this, when you are engaging in anything sexual, are you in the back of your head? Like me, like, Ooh, this is content or I can't wait to talk about this experience on the show and kind of embracing the weird when it happens. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is, I cannot wait to talk about this because, you know, the, that's the fun part about the podcast is I feel like I, it's just the side of me that I get to share with people. And so it's kind of like, you know, I get to talk to my closest friends, you know, all however many hundreds of thousands of them there are faceless, nameless people, you know, that listen. 
And I get to just, I get to share my excitement and what happened. And it's fun because I get to do that in a way like I can't go to, you know, some of my, you know, in some of my circles, social circles, like I can't go to my friend Sally and be like, you know, poking her going, Hey, let me just tell you, this guy just freaking, <laughs> you know, worked me over. I had so you know, I, blah, blah, blah. I can't sit there and just talk with my potty language and, <laughs> and let it go, let it rip. And, um, in certain circles and it's just, it, but it's nice to be able to do that and not be judged for it. And that's really one of the biggest things that the podcast gives me. So what would be the cherry on top for the show of something on your bucket list that you'd like to leave our audience with? The cherry on top? Well, I have uh, something that if people are interested in making their own sex bucket list, I have a little tutorial. So if they go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, go to the homepage there. And if you don't see the link on the homepage, just join my mailing list and I will send you the link for it. And you can do it. It takes, you know, it'll take you like, Ooh, we should do that. 30 minutes, you know, 45 minutes. And it's real fast. And you can just, uh, you know, it'll help get you creative, get your creative juices flowing, get your mind thinking in maybe directions you haven't thought about before. Okay. So along with the resources on your website, do you have any other future products or goals beyond the show? I do. So I'm, I am working on a couple things right now, which the second thing that'll be coming out like probably in the next week, I'm doing a private podcast, hmm. just, you know, kind of the story behind the story since there's been so many things Ooh. over the years. Yeah. I'm getting a little, going a little deeper, a little, a little saucier, if that's even possible. You know, one of the things I kind of feel like like is I'm sure you guys know there's this there's this weird gray zone right with just having a sex podcast or a podcast that's in the sexuality genre and advertisers and censorship and you know all mm. this weirdness that quite frankly I'm over Mm. It's don't, all bullshit. Don't get me started. We just lost a sex positive Instagram account with quarter two, two of them, quarter of a million followers this week. It's frustrating. That's what I'm saying. Um, so I am working on two things, a private podcast, and then I'm just going to start the Curious Girl Diaries, just a, just a little community, you know, for people that want to join. It'll be very similar to a Patreon where I can interact with people and you don't, nobody has to worry about somebody seeing, you know, if they've joined or they're a member or whatever. And I don't have to worry about somebody taking it down or a third party being in control of that. Right. That's part of the problem. You know, these other platforms, third party platforms, they turn on a dime, they change their payment process. They change their already vague mm-hmm. terms and conditions. Do you think you'd ever write a book? Because you do have a diary, publishable diary. I have thought about that. It's, it's on, it's on I, the bucket list. It's on, I'm mulling <laughs> that one over. I'm mulling that one over. Oh my God. Cause there's so many stories. Yes. I mean, I kind of see it as like a sex in the city type of, you know, like craziness. Yes. yes just come out with different volumes. Just keep it going. I know. That's what I'm saying. Different volumes. I mean, there's different because there's different years and you could, I could really highlight every season. So that's a thought. Yeah. And just something off that I'm curious, is this like a full-time thing for you or do you have uh, any other career work on the side? No, this is full-time. Oh, retirement. It's like a retirement. Totally. It <laughs> is. It's like a, yeah. It's like now I get to really let loose and just kind of do what I want. Love that. It's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, just to wrap up a little bit, if you don't mind kind of telling our audience where they can connect with you, what, what platforms you're on, if they're, if they're a curious girl, where they can, they can talk with you and chat with you. Plug yourself. There we go. Absolutely. I keep it really simple. I just tell everybody, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. One of the features I have there is I love to interact with my listeners or anybody that hears me and has a question uh, through voicemail. And you can click on the pink tab on the right-hand side and you've got five minutes to leave me a whatever you want to say. And I get back to everybody personally. Yep. Leave me a voicemail. Let me know what you think. Thoughts, questions, whatever. I'm there. Uh, and then also on the website, just scroll right down to the bottom. You can connect to all my socials. I don't want to shout out all the names only because you know how every handle is different. So <laughs> just go, the easiest way is go to the website, curioscrolldiaries.com, scroll to the bottom, and then you can link there to all my social medias. And then also join my mailing list so that I can send you your bucket list. Yes. And get away from the evil platforms of the internet that do not embrace what is normal. They're all tacky and we hate them. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, I, 
I had a, a picture of a woman licking an ice cream cone censored and pulled down. Like this doesn't meet our standards. It's bullshit. Like, the audacity. It was, it was a vanilla cone. I'm like, what? You guys don't like vanilla? How Is dare it? you fucking enjoy your ice cream cone? Yeah. Yuck. Cover yourself. She's like licking, licking a cone, an ice cream cone, the ice cream. And this is like, this is sensitive content. Imagine all the boys that are going to look at it. We must, we must be, keep them safe and not allow those in front of their eyes. My eye eye is twitching. They're just going to go right over to you porn and Pornhub. I mean, what? Exactly. What, what are we saving them from? I don't know. Yeah. Especially because the, the whole thing a lot of platforms have as well is that they don't want you to like direct your audience to another platform. Well, then let me keep them here and quit pulling my shit down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. Well, Layla, it was a fucking pleasure to have you on the show and an honor to hear your journey. It's inspiring. Uh, for me, particularly, I'm ready to just get a bucket at Home Depot and pour it all in it. <laughs> you know, might pick up some. Can I just tell you? I find, let me just, I find some of the best lovers are like guys that work with their hands. <laughs> yes, noted. You know, like when people are like, where can I meet guys? Go to Home Depot. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, if I want to see hot women, I just go to Trader Joe's. There you go. Is that it? Really? Is that where you find hot women? Yeah, because it my type in particular. I like tall, blonde, sometimes moms, and that just like take care of themselves. You know, they eat avocados and yes, that's um, me. Would never walk in a Walmart. (laughs) Yeah, buy flowers for themselves. I'm like, that's my type. I'm like, yes, I go to yes, I eat avocados. Yes, I go. Less I love Trader Joe's. Yes, I'm tall. I'm well, blonde sometimes. Depending on the day. Depending on the depending, day. Depending on the season. Is it summer? Is it winter? Am I going to go a little darker? What am I going to do? I love it. <laughs> it was wonderful to have you. And I'm glad to hear that after a few years of you initially listening to the podcast and manifesting, having this conversation that now, now it's real. It happened. It. Yes. Congratulations. Cool? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And we all we wish for you is that every bucket list item gets checked off for you. All the slut sex. There we go. Yeah. And cut. (laughs) All right, sluts. It's the end of the show. So it's time to plug ourselves and pay some bills. So lube up. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about me and the team it takes to run this empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTubes, all my books, they're linked in the description of this episode. Want to send us love notes, have questions, or want to collab? Send us a message at management at professionalgoddess.com. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a unicorn has an orgasm. So keep the big O's coming. If you want to check out our socials, you can find the Slutrepreneur Podcast on Instagram. Connect with me on Insta at Miss Mothership and on TikTok at Rebecca Blue and at Weird Things I Sell. And connect with me on Insta at Strictly Biz Liz and Mostly Biz Liz on TikTok. We also have an X-rated Discord chat to connect with other sluts in the industry. DM us at Slutrepreneur on Insta to get the invite link. Lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. Thanks for listening. We love you so much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. So go make that money, honey. We'll see you next time, queens. Bye. Bye.